One and two and three and four. There's murder and intrigue, but the kids of Riverdale are gonna be just fine, just fine, just just fine. There's Jughead and Betty, and Dad's a serial killer serving some jail time, jail time, jail jail time. We got milkshakes at Pops. And mimosas at Veronica's Yeah, the kids of Riverdale are gonna solve some crime Some crime, some, some crime Cause the kids of Riverdale are gonna still be fine Maybe damaged, damn, damn, damaged Sit right down, you're gonna have a real good time With Team Cheryl Who's Archie? I mean, yeah, don't worry. I'll give you, like, a countdown. Don't you always hate it when, like, podcasts just, like, start out with no introduction or anything and they just rapidly talk and just take everyone off hand and take everyone by surprise? Mm-hmm. Anyways, welcome to another episode <laughs> of Milkshakes and Mimosas, the only podcast that gets it right the first time around. Ain't no repeats, ain't nothing happening more than once around here. We are a serious professional production. <clears throat> That's why I had to cough right now and will not edit that out. <laughs> as serious and professional as Riverdale, the show itself. You yes, have to show exactly. the reality of it, too. We, uh. we really have to, like, break down everything. And, you know, there's no one else I know who break down more often than Jason. Hello, Jason. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> yeah. Th- thanks for having me again to talk about this, um, these episodes of Riverdale, which I still haven't seen. It's happening again. Yes, that's right. We took a page out of David Lynch's book, and we're just doing this episode again. The last episode was too good. So Uh we just had to bring someone else on to torture and to illuminate. Hello, Sophie. Hi. It's so nice to be here. I have not seen the episodes, nor have I listened to you all talk about them. So I'm going to take the Jason role this, uh, this recording. Well, I mean, uh, you say it's so wonderful to be here, but you haven't heard what we're about to tell you. (laughs) I haven't, but I did watch a reaction video of Jason that made me very disappointed that I missed the original conversation, so I feel like my comment stands. It's okay. We'll have you do one later in the show. But before we get too far away, we're also joined by Valeska. Hello, Valeska. I am so happy to be doing this episode again. Oh, man, I cannot wait. You know, what we're doing here is a service to all of humanity. We are breaking down Season 4, Episodes 1 to 4 of Riverdale, a TV show. No, 2 to 4. Oh, no, we're going to talk about 1 to 4 really quick because there's a quiz. There's a quiz that I want to ask, Sophie. Sophie, we know you know the answer. Who killed Archie's dad? Who the fuck did it right now? (laughs) Who so killed they, Archie's oh dad? No. Who did it? Who? Oh. oh no. <laughs> he did. Who did it? There are no wrong answers, just say it. <laughs> um, I mean probably the babies. Oh, that was really yes. close, actually. You know what? It's pretty close. It's pretty Daddy. close. Only a few God damn it. There's only a few more years upon there. No, it was uh, just some kid. Some kid hit him with a car because he was driving his dad's car. <laughs> like an eleven year old. 
It was like some 11 year old. He like stole his dad's car, went for a joyride, and then killed Archie's dad. And everyone was sad. And Archie got so mad, he just punched the support pillar of a fucking house and almost broke it down and took it down like a cool, crazy man. But the episode is actually pretty good. And if you want to hear our live reactions, I don't know why you would. But if you want to do that and waste your time, you can listen to that. It's the episode before this one. Actually, it might be a few episodes ago. I don't know. Time is weird. Time is weird. Time is a flat circle. Uh, but yeah, so that's all you really need to know about that. Um, he dead. Um, in real life, R.I.P. In Archie life, mm, we're over it by the next episode. Um, I don't. I don't really see that as being like a um, <laughs> a really great send off for him in the real world. Like that's kind uh, of well, uh, they they do it a lot better than I was saying it. Like I oh, I just it's I cut out a well lot done of episode. It was it like is. the it was like the only well done heartfelt episode in the entirety of Riverdale's history. So like I can't it's not as fun to riff on because you know it's all like oh it's so nice, but it does have characters that just show back up, uh, and a very important important question important question. I don't know what's happening to me. Important okay? questions are my in, favorite kind. Important <laughs> question, Sophie. Does Hiram yes. cry? Does Hiram cry? If I learned one thing from the Big Lebowski, it is that strong men also cry. <laughs> well, that's because Hiram Lodge is a weak-ass bitch. So he didn't cry at all. He just sit there in his prison, for-profit prison. That is his prison that he runs. And we can later find out that he can just fucking go in and out of this fucking prison whenever the hell he wants to. Um, he's just sitting there. That's how the prisons paper. work, uh, just so you know. So <laughs> Sophie, Just come look, and go as you please. I know that you think because you work in prisons occasionally and you're out there like helping the world that you're smarter than Riverdale, okay? I'm pretty sure the writers of Riverdale know exactly how for profit prisons work and how the system is done. Okay, Sophie? Okay. Mm hmm. That, that just sounded like me yelling at you. I thought someone else no, was going to drop in. It did, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought someone was going to laugh, or someone was going to do something. Or... No, I'm no, it's, afraid. it's fine, it's fine. I'm Look at me, just being a Reggie's dad. Speaking of Reggie's dad, let's get into episode two. This episode sucks, so I'm just going to speed through this faster than Sonic sped through reshoots. Wait, just uh, to clarify, Reggie has a dad? Yeah, he abusive. He punch punch. He punch punch Reggie. Can, can... <laughs> Can we just back up because I think um, it just takes some explanation a little bit. Like that, that, like the car that hit Archie's dad? <laughs> no, um, a little more explanation than that. Um, although seemingly this podcast is driven by an 11-year-old. Um, I would. I think it requires some explanation that um, we did record an episode where I reacted to these episodes previously that's lost to time lost like the footage from the original wicker man to time never to be seen again um but it was great sorry you missed it and we're not doing the jokes again so why did you bring up the wicker man are you thinking of the blair witch no the original wicker man had like lost footage like um damn Oh, look at me. I'm Jason. I got cuts. Oh, so smart. I know things well, about movies like the writers of Riverdale. Well, Jason, um, the only person who's your namesake in this show is stuffed in Cheryl's cellar. Okay? No spoilers. We have Sophie, to get to that. Sophie do, you, do you remember what happened at the end of last season? How, did you watch the last season of Riverdale? I 
watched approximately two to six episodes. I don't really remember. Um, okay. okay. I don't know why Jason would be in Cheryl's cellar if that's something that you're asking me about. Okay, yeah. So the cult was dosing everybody last episode, uh, last right, season. Right, right. Uh, the cult being the farm, which is also an organ farm, which then slowly becomes Waco, but we'll get into that soon. Uh, but yeah, so they were dosing everybody, and they were dosing Cheryl so that she was talking to her brother, but apparently they couldn't find, like, a lookalike or somebody who vaguely resembled her brother. No, they just found her brother's corpse, put it in a wheelchair, dosed her up with drugs, and then she thought she was talking to her brother. Turns Sweet out, Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that's <laughs> typical. It, that's, you know, that's typical, typical stuff. That's normal. We that's all, tip of the iceberg, Sophie. We've all been there. Tip of the punched iceberg. It's nothing. Uh, but yeah, so she uh, decided to keep the body and now has it in her basement. Uh, but anyways, let's get through episode two because uh, episode two kind of sucks. It kind of sucks. So we get to this opening by Jughead where he goes, everybody's doing what they do best. Sophie, what does Archie do best? Uh, fight invisible bears, obviously. Oh, yes. Well, he's punching things. He punch, punch, punch. Mm-hmm. They li- Like, Jughead is literally like, what does Archie... Archie's back doing what he does best. And then it just comes to him pu- punching things. And you're like, all right, I guess that's what he's doing. But I mean, uh, also, that feels like a pretty fair uh, representation of Archie as a character on this show. Yep, okay, okay. Uh, Sophie, uh, do you remember Mad Dog? No, the Drink? <laughs> yes, yes, the the drink, the drink. No, Mad I Dog. do not remember Mad. No, um, if you remember from last season, uh, Archie went to juvie, and when he was in juvie, there was this guy named Mad Dog who was with him, but his Mad Dog's name was now Monroe, and we don't call him Mad Dog anymore because that's offensive. Okay, so forget the name Mad Dog and only call him Monroe. Okay, I, I'm gonna remember neither of those names, but okay, that's know. fine. It's all good. It's all good. Whatever. This episode was terrible. So now Mad Dog. Oh no, I meant Monroe. He's going to school again, and he wants to be in school because he wants to graduate. He has a younger brother that he is caring for, and that younger brother is dealing with kids who are dealing drugs. Actually, they're not kids; they're adults. But anyways, it's okay. Archie puts on a vigilante costume, beats him with a bat. Bam, bam, bam. It's all good. That won't come up later. Cut-cha-cha-chow. There's also a new principal at Riverdale High. His name's Mr. Honey. And he's stupid and no one likes him. But he doesn't want no dances and no parties. Cheryl's all like, the fuck? You can't do this to me. He does. And then she gets even more mad and throws a party. And then she's having a party and it's awesome. But then Reggie, he tries to go pee on her brother's corpse. And you're like, oh, Reggie, don't piss on her corpse. That's rude. Anyways, they're having a great party when that happens, and then he stops peeing on the corpse. He doesn't actually get to pee on the corpse. He was going to go pee by a place where the corpse was. It's a, it's a whole other story. But the party gets interrupted by the cops. Oh, no. And then Cheryl's like, what are you talking about? Who would dare call the cops on me? And then, because you know how police officers work, they just go, yeah, yeah, it was Mr. Honey. It was some guy named Mr. Honey called the cops on you. So then Cheryl gets her revenge. How does Cheryl get her revenge? She somehow finds a, a honeycomb, a beehive, and puts it on Mr. Honey's desk. And Mr. Honey's like, oh my god, I've been defeated with bees. With terrible CGI, more like. Oh yeah, with terrible, terrible CGI bees. It looks so bad. Um, Let's see. Let's better see. or worse than, since Wicker Man's already come up, better or worse than the Wicker Man remake bees? Um, 
bad. It's worse. It's worse. There's no. I mean, wow. If if Mr. Honey was Nicolas Cage, this would be a whole different discussion. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it would be. It of would course. be a very different discussion. Um. Okay. Yeah. There's also. Uh, okay. Jughead cares about school now. Okay. Jughead cares about school. Jughead has always cared about school, guys. I don't know why you think now was appropriate. Jughead loves school. Jughead loves education. He definitely isn't part of a vice gang, and he really has gone to school in this show maybe twice. But it's okay. He care about school. He care about school so much, some new highfalutin teacher from a fancy prep school is going to come and take him under his wing so that they can set show in a different place because i don't know maybe cole sprouse wanted to go to new england or something and they needed to like offshoot shoot costs of him being in vancouver i don't know anyways there's a prep school now it's called stonewall high uh academy. jughead decides he, oh it's stonewall academy my apologies <laughs> what excuse a you my yeah life. academy get it straight my life is a, is, a, is, a, is a shamble of what it once was i might as well just put stuff me and put me on a wheelchair i'm dying um, <laughs> then we all know that you'd be perfectly happy. That's insane, Andrew. Well, is it true? Is it true that you would be perfectly happy living in Cheryl Blossom's basement? Answer well, the question. I think that's something that you would find on a website called Rumordale. Rumordale's introduced, and it's a fake Riverdale gossip site. It's called oh, Rumordale. We don't yeah. know who runs it, but I'm gonna guess her name rhymes with. Baloney. It's Tony. I don't know. <laughs> I, <didn't>, I, <laughs> I think Riverdale. No, not at all. If anything, it's probably. Oh, what's her name? What if it's Jellybean? Jellybean. It's Jellybean. I don't trust that Jellybean. She is rambunctious and young. Do I just want to say again that I think Rumordale is a fucking amazing name. Um, and maybe the best thing this show's ever done in terms of. Uh, naming things or um, using any kind of creative um, juices to try to uh, invent anything. Rumordale's oh, we'll amazing. We'll get to some more naming things later on. I was yeah, going to say, um, Jason, I don't know if you remember a little drug called Jingle Jangle, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Sophie, the fact that you think Jingle Jangle <laughs> is, uh, is ridiculous. So sweet summer child. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's a long, cold winter ahead of you, and it's yes. one more episode. Yes, um, there's much to come. There is much to come. Uh, yeah, so, um, you know. Veronica yeah. wants to change her name. She's getting hunted by the paparazzi in school, as you do, as you do in most schools. In most public schools, they just have roaming paparazzi that just run around and take pictures, and it's fine. She pulls a fire alarm. Nothing bad can happen from pulling the fire alarm in front of the paparazzi who all know you are and all know you're there, and she solves this perfectly. She solves this perfectly. Sophie, how do you solve the paparazzi? <laughs> Um, I mean, I assume that you get some kind of, um, doppelganger as, as Queen mm. Amidala did in The Phantom Menace. Okay. True. Okay. That was yeah. also, for paparazzi reasons, right? Also yeah. Saddam Hussein's approach, too. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Saddam Hussein, hunted by the paparazzi. Jack of the Clones, that's his life. Anyways, uh, let's also talk about 
Veronica Gomez. Who is Veronica Gomez, you ask? That's Veronica Lodge. She changed her name to Veronica Gomez, and now the paparazzi isn't going to bother anymore because her name's not Lodge anymore. They're going to be so confused when they're looking for her. But they think she's Selena Gomez's sister, so they continue to follow her. (laughs) She just has a name tag on that says, hello, my name is Veronica Gomez. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she didn't even need to change it legally. The no. paparazzi literally just takes pictures. Like, Look, changing her name would change uh, what she looks like. Ah, uh, but she also has a horrible blonde wig on. Oh, um, okay. That, that no, she just puts glasses me. on. No, she, she, I'm pretty sure she, I thought she had a blonde wig and glasses. <laughs> no uh, celebrities ever thought of that, so I'm sure the, cele- I'm sure the paparazzi is very uh, easily fooled by uh, terrible blonde wigs. Sophie, do you remember what happened with Kevin? Do you remember Kevin? Kevin Keller. Who the fuck is Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that well, your question? we need to talk about him, okay? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How dare the show, after naming Jellybean, Mad Dog, somebody fucking Kevin? Okay, but That's here's not the right. thing. Kevin Keller is a character that was introduced in, like, the mid-2000s, I think, because they wanted some representation. Jellybean was a character that was written in 1937 by somebody who just got out of the Great Depression, and that was the <laughs> thing they could think of was a jellybean. Like, that was it. That's all they, the only happiness in life they knew, okay? So don't throw jellybeans at candy cane houses, okay? Got wow. me there. That joke did not work. That joke, oof, I'm dying here. I'm well, okay with here. it. Stuff yeah, me. It's all right. Stuff me. And it's no rumor, Dale, but it's pretty fucking good. Nothing will ever top Rumordale. Sophie, uh, Kevin Keller, he's in a cult now. He's he's the only, um, well, I mean, in Archie Comics, he's like the only gay character, but there actually are uh, some more representation on the show. Uh, but he oh, is... Oh, Kevin, son of Sheriff Keller. He yeah. used to hang... Okay, I'm, it's yeah, coming back to me. Son of Sheriff Keller, got involved in a cult, tried to make Betty have a lobotomy, uh, gave his kidney. You know, you remember. You remember him. Naturally. Naturally, all that happened. Anyways, it's okay. He's not in the cult anymore. He's not in the cult. He's not. Does in the he cult. have a dead body in his basement? No, and he's still in the cult. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, here we are. Here we yeah. are. Here we are. Here we are. Uh, yeah, so he's still in contact with uh, Edgar Evernever and all of his gang of miscreants, also called a cult. Don't know why I chose a longer descriptor for them. Anyways, uh, so he's trying to get in good with Betty because, you know, Betty, well, I mean, Sophie, if you don't know, Betty's brother is in the FBI and her mom is undercover with the cult. You remember that. I have such a bad headache just from listening to you. <laughs> oh, no. It's going to get so much worse. Oh, yeah. I, I can't wait. Because this is like, because if, if this is like scanners, your head is going to fucking explode <laughs> in about oh, 20 it's gonna minutes. It's going to make a big old mess in here. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, so, uh, you know, Kevin and they're trying to hunt down, you know, the farm, what's going on there. Also, Reggie Dad, punch a bunch. Reggie Dad, bad. Reggie Dad, angry at football. He just show up for games and gets real mad. And he goes, Rawr, son, you bad son. I don't like your playing. You're getting outdone by this guy who just joined the team. Be better or me punch. Mm-hmm. And then Reggie's all like, Rawr, toxic masculinity. Rawr, rawr, rawr. 
and then they just go rawr, rawr, rawr at each other and then he gets punched and you're like no reggie and then you're like oh wait now reggie's being like a homophobe fuck you reggie and then reggie goes to a party and gets drunk and then beats up his dad's car so it's all problem problem is solved mm-hmm. any questions it. sophie any questions I mean, so many questions, problem but solved. none that feel worth spending time on. Pro- problem- <laughs> <laughs> no, we want all the good episodes. I appreciate solved. that he solved his problems uh, a la Cameron from Ferris Bueller's Day Off by destroying his dad's car. I, yeah. I feel like that's a solid plan. That works look, in the real world. Look, two toxic masculinities makes a fine, healthy father-son <laughs> relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They cancel right each there. other out. It's totally fine. That's oh, how yeah. I got here today. Oh, oh, God. Oh, oh, God. Oh, oh, God. Oh, oh, geez. Stop, stop feeling things. That makes me uncomfortable. No. <laughs> oh, no. It's a car. Anyways, it's a car. Anyways, so then a better episode happens. And, oh, God, a better episode. Wait, wait, wait. Before I move off that episode, um, Andrew, I need your rating of number of river punches for the last episode. Oh yes, my apologies. Episode <laughs> one gets like zero point five river punches because half like a, a normal, river punch. Yeah, it was just like a normal episode of a show. This one gets like uh, I would say like three river punches because like you know okay. that's how many times they showed the dead body and then like <laughs> and then you're like thinking like Cheryl, how the fuck you get like a beehive all the way from your house here? Do you get like your nana to do it? Nana doesn't have an eye patch yet, so she's not cool enough to talk mm-hmm. about. Uh, but like Nana is in this episode, but no eye patch. So, yeah. so more punches to Reggie's dad's car than the episode. Yeah. Uh, for punches. Got yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Okay. I, 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 I mean, Valeska, I feel like you would give it negative river punches. You really hated this episode. Um, I mean, I it doesn't even exist to me. So this episode is dead to me. I wow. will give it wow. negative three river punches. Wow. Negative three river punches. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sophie, uh, having no idea what's ahead of you, how crazy you think this is in River Punches? Uh, I'm going to go, what's the scale, 1 to 5 or 1 to 10? Look, 1 to infinity. It can be whatever you want. 1 to infinity. It can be whatever. I'm going to say 7.94 because I feel like we have a ways to go. I, I'm going higher than 10 as my max. Okay. Just okay. giving myself some breathing room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, you need room. a lot more than that. Okay, well, oof, all right. Ooh, anybody want to take this next episode? Oh, oh. No, you're so much better at it. Oh, this is happening again. Yes, okay. Okay, I'll get the craziest (coughs) thing that I've ever fucking seen on network television. (laughs) What the fuck is happening? Oh, my gosh. All right, so let's get this. Let's get the normal craziness out of the way. Moose is there. Moose is now at Stonewall Prep Academy. And he's openly bisexual. He is openly bisexual. Good for Moose. Yay. Good for Moose. You know? Although, uh, I don't really know who this Moose guy is. He's going under a pseudonym. Sophie, what pseudonym do you think he's going under? It has a it has a certain familiarity with a um, an animal on a news-stripped comic book. That what? was a, a news-stripped Marmaduke? Out of the fucking park! <laughs> did, Holy did, shit! Did you fucking cheat on this? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, uh, <clears throat> strip, uh, Doomsbury. This is the moment where 
This is the moment where I reveal to you all that I also joined the cult and I'm a psychic. <laughs> I'm like, look, it's better than the fact that like now I have to know that you your first comic strip animal is Marmaduke, not Garfield. Well, Garfield came immediately afterwards. <laughs> mm, that's fair. You, you think you know a person. You think you know a person. <laughs> I love that he um, came out of the closet as um, bisexual and then immediately changed his name. No, 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 he came out, so, like, he, <laughs> they kind of treaded around the fact that he was bisexual in the prior season, because right. he was dating Midge, and then Midge right. got graphically yeah. murdered by uh, <laughs> Betty's dad, uh, you as know. you do. Uh, to Midge. A, yeah, yeah, poor Midge, she, she did, she died like Piper Laurie and Carrie, literally, in, she, in that scene, anyway, she did. But now Moose, he's he's left because his dad was the fake gargoyle king because he was trying to gargoyle king the gay out of his son. Didn't work. And then his son left, and so apparently his son didn't go too far because he just ended at a prep academy, which, like, we don't know if it's in Riverdale, but, like, I mean, how the fuck is Jughead getting there all the time? Is he on a bus? Like, I can't imagine Jughead on a bus. He's too cool. He's, he's got a jacket now. He can't go on buses. Anyways... So he's now at this dumb school, and there's this dumb jock who he's against, and the dumb jock is all like, I'm talking about what Moby Dick represents. And then Jughead's like... Are you talking like, about the James Spader character? Yeah, sorry, the James mm-hmm. Spader character. The Spaderific man who, last episode, I kept comparing to James Vanderbeek because I'm bad at names. <laughs> anyway, Sophie, his name is Brett. Oh, he has a name. He's, he has Burp? a name. Oh. He, yeah, he sucks. He's he's terrible. Wait, I but, just want to clarify. You said his name is Burp. I said his, <laughs> his name is Brett. Brett. But just picture James Spader. Brett. And I'm going to assume his name is Burp. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Brett Burp is getting real high and mighty on the horse talking about Moby Dick and what it represents. And the Jughead's like, um, actually... Melville uh, didn't want it to represent anything. He was really worried that it would become a metaphor. So, like, it can't be a metaphor because the writer didn't want it to be. And then everyone was like, whoa, Jughead, that's some crazy-ass thinking you're doing. Anyways, that's that plot line. Oh, oh, wait, we should say that um, this is episode three, correct? Oh, yeah, this is episode three. (laughs) What the fuck? Titled Dog Day Afternoon, by the way. Yeah, after Marmaduke, right? Yeah. Now there you go. Yeah, dog day <laughs> afternoon. And poor Marmaduke, he has to leave yet another school because evil James Spader outs the dude as, um, you know, as having a dad who was the Gargoyle King but wasn't the Gargoyle King. Um, and apparently that is enough embarrassment that he just leaves. So Marmaduke. That's not till next episode, though. Oh, I thought Marmaduke left this episode. Mm-mm. Oh, Cameron, I'm a wrong, wrong man. Anyways, speaking of things I'm wrong about, um, do you remember Betty? Oh, God, of course you remember Betty. But do you remember her sister? (laughs) Yeah, mother of the incest babies. Yeah, yeah, mother of the incest babies. So Polly comes over, and they're having a nice reunion. You know, they haven't seen each other for a while. Polly had some cult stuff going on. It was kind of weird. She's just going to go see her sister and her half-brother, and they're going to talk it out and hash it out and have a normal conversation. Right, Sophie? Oh, uh, 
that I mean that's typically how things go in that family. She's strapped like with Betty, C4. Like, it's she's not like Betty usually like lights the house on fire when she's upset or anything. I'm sure this will be totally rational. No, 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 it's fine. Polly has C4 strapped to her stomach. Oh, and oh, prior oh, to Polly oh, coming oh, over, oh. Betty was working as a hostage negotiator with zero training because oh. Edgar Evernever oh. is holding people hostage. Yeah, sorry. I was going to get to that, but I just wanted to talk about this scene in particular first. Polly has C4 strapped to her body. No, she does not. No, yes, she, she does. does. <laughs> she does. I didn't make this shit up. I mean, guys, that's how I plan to showing up for Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> and... If well, politics comes up, I just plan on blowing myself the fuck up right at the dark. I table. don't know how you time travel because there's only one Thanksgiving and it's Canadian. <laughs> anyway, so Polly's all like, I'm going to blow you up because Edgar said so. And then, uh, you know. I mean, to be fair, she's not happy about it. No, she's sad. She's crying. She's like, I want to die. And Betty's like, mm, next episode, I'll want you to. But this episode, I guess I'll save you. And she goes and she. <coughs> She goes and she's letting her, like, you know, FBI stepbrother be like, oh, hey, make sure you plug the wire out. Oh, it was the wrong wire. The time's going down. Oh, everyone's going to die if you, unless you put a pin in it. And then for some <coughs> reason, Betty finds uh, is wearing a pin with a ponytail. Not a bun, mm-hmm. a ponytail. Yeah, she's got a ponytail and she's got a pin, which, you know, I didn't catch that time. But Sophie, was like, why would you put a fucking pin in a ponytail? What? <laughs> <laughs> That's your reaction to this part? Oh god! It's a bobby it's a pin, way. not like a pin pin. A bobby pin in a ponytail. It's not holding anything. Did we kill I can't. <laughs> Oh, and we also forgot oh, to mention no. that they sent in the uh, pizza guy to spy on them, and the pizza guy got murdered. And they oh, had yeah. the most boring pizza order I've ever heard, which is ten cheese and ten pepperoni. It's like you're in a cult. Live it up a little. <laughs> this is probably your last day on Earth. Roasted it's red true. pepper. Get some, pe- yeah. Throw some roasted vegetables on there, you know? Yeah, man. Get get some healthy. Get crazy. Get crazy. Get crazy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so this is also, uh, you know, dr- the reason why Polly is visiting Betty with C4 is because old Eddie Evinevi has given her the old call on the celly. And she's like, yo, I know your mom is undercover. And uh, unless you get me all these crazy things, I'm going to kill your mama. So, Sophie, if you were a cult leader with a normal cult idea and you needed to escape your compound. Oh, also, they have a compound now. We don't know how. They just have a compound. Mm -hmm. It's fine. So they have a compound and they're asking her for some things. What kind of things do you think this totally normal cult is asking for from a high school student from a high school student yes well but she's a hostage negotiating high school student no i mean she is now that is true she kind of just got (laughs) thrown into it but yeah a junior Uh, hostage negotiator if you will uh, i don't know like rights to the what school play they're gonna do in the fall (laughs) oh that's a good guess I had a lot of issues with your performance of Heathers last year, okay? <laughs> I get to direct the spring musical. God damn it. I would die for, like, I don't know, like, Sound of Music done by Edgar Evernever. Like, can you imagine? It would be beautiful. Uh, no, he wants a bus, he wants a bunch of fake passports, and he wants a shit ton of money. A quarter of a million dollars. I mean, Betty keeps all of those things under her bed, so... 
we're good to go. Well, no. She, in fact, she needs to Oh, and she has get, five hours to do it. She has like five hours to do it. It's, she's a bit under a bit of time crunch, but this is Betty. She's going to put on a dark Betty wig, and she's going to get to business. Uh, she needs to get the money, and she goes to the only person in town who would have the money that she knows enough well enough to talk to. Veronica. Veronica Lodge. And now, Veronica Lodge is going to sell a very important item to her family in order to get the money for this. Sophie, any ideas? Any ideas of what you would sell in order to get your, you know, your friend a bunch of money so that she could help her mom in a cult situation? Her weird underage speakeasy? Oh, no, 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 no. She's <laughs> going to sell eggs. Like her biological eggs? No, no, no. Ooh. We have a five-hour time crunch. Five-hour time crunch. <laughs> we we you don't mean know like if eggs Veronica... that you make a omelet with. Clambergé eggs. <laughs> oh, certainly. I'm so sorry. Clambergé. 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 Oh, eggs. naturally. Clambergé eggs. Not My not mistake. not Fabergé eggs. Clambergé eggs. Yes. Yes, fucking yes, yes. Glamberche eggs. The stupidest words that have ever left my <laughs> fucking mouth. The thing that gives me an aneurysm. The reason why every night before I go to sleep, I'm spent staring at the ceiling wondering where it all went wrong. Glamberge <laughs> eggs. I mean, presumably they could say Fabergé egg, right? No, On the episode? Definitely could. Of course they could. To make up a it's thing. Not a... <laughs> It's not a fucking, like, uh, nobody owns the rights to fucking Fabergé eggs. They're not going to sue them for fucking using the word Fabergé eggs. I just can't even. Also, uh, you know, I know she's a big time um, junior um, negotiator. Um, But, like, even if they use Fabergé eggs, like, what kind of request is that? Hey, go out there and get me some Fabergé eggs. Well, did you hear in five hours? Did you hear about these new type of eggs? They call Glamberge eggs. <laughs> oh, maybe they're easier to find than Fabergé eggs. Maybe that's maybe Fabergé eggs also exist. Glamberge eggs are like, like the knockoff brand. Yeah. I wish that Rumordale was real so that I could figure this out. I think we should make it. We should make Rumordale. Oh, one hundred percent. Just me going crazy. Um, okay, so that happens. Uh, now she needs to get fake IDs and a bus. The bus is surprisingly easy. She just fucking steals a bus. She just steals it. She just fucking gets behind the wheel and steals a bus. Super simple. No issues there. Now she has to get herself some fake IDs. Fake ID, fake Not ID. Not fake IDs, passports. She needs to get oh. some fake passports. I this made is this serious mistake. business. I made this mistake last time, too. No, so I know I'm, you did. I'm glad, I'm glad that you're here to correct me again. I will keep doing it. Passports, passports. Sophie... Who she go to to get fake passports? I'm just going to keep using the incest babies as an answer because one of these times it's going to be right. <laughs> incest babies oh. fly in with some passports. <laughs> oh, so we're taking the Jason approach of just saying right. one character over and over again. It's a Betty. good punchline. It works. Hey, I also said Marmaduke, so, you know. <laughs> that I was impressive. You got that correct. <laughs> Anyways, Tony can just suddenly make fake passports. 
We don't know how convincing these are, to be fair, because we don't ever see the passports. And it's not like uh, they have someone go through it with, like, a fine-tooth comb. And I'm pretty sure if you showed up at the border with a fucking bus full of, like, dirty hippies with people who are missing fingers, I don't know how well you're going to get over the border. Um, but I don't know anything about America. Who knows? Anyway, so now she's got all of her materials to stop this motherfucking cult. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. So she shows up to the cult, and who does she see but Evelyn Evernever? Good old Evelyn. Evelyn, Evelyn, fashion icon, Evelyn Evernever. Who has on a military-style French Resistance beret and a tie-dye piece shirt. Just a note. Just a note. I don't know what happened to the farm's, like, outfits. She's channeling Patty Hearst. She's, oh, yes, that's right. She's channeling Patty Hearst. And uh, so she's going to go, and she's going to, like, uh, you know, bring her to Edgar. Edgar shows up looking like a sexy Dennis Nedry. He's got he's down in all his Hawaiian shirts. He's got it open. His abs have taken a little bit of a downgrade from the last time we saw him, but, like, eh, well, dude, he's sad. living on the farm. I mean, yeah, he's eating, you know. Pepperoni pizza. Yeah, he's eating cheese. Just eating cheese. It's still impressive, but it's not as impressive as it could be. But it's open and you can see it. I so. think you, I don't appreciate your body shaming Edgar Evernever. First, <laughs> I'm not body shaming. I'm just being <laughs> honest. Okay. Anyways, so I thought they were lovely. Mm, yeah. Okay. Uh, and Edgar is going full tilt, like he's just fucking bananas now. He is like he's crazy. And he's just sitting there being like, whoa, what is up, Betty? I'm a totally different character, and I have weird deliveries now. What is up? You here for the Jim Jones style party that we're having? Chi-chi-chi-ching. And then uh, Betty's like, I got you what you wanted. Now give me my mom. And then uh, Evelyn goes, ka-ching, because Evelyn's got a gun. And she goes, ka-ching, hits her in the back of the head, and she passes out. And now she's in there with her mom. Uh, you know, they're they're trapped. They can't get out. Until they get out. They get out. They beat the crap out of Evelyn Evernever. Betty steals her beret and her piece tie-dye shirt. And she's going to take the bus full of people. And it's all going to be good. Because what we found out was that Evelyn was planning to, as a distraction, um, just take the bus full of people and just drive it off a cliff. That was, <laughs> that was her whole plan. What for she needed the passports to just drive off the cliff, but it's in okay. fairness, we do not know where this cliff is, so he, they may have in the air passed over the Mexican <laughs> into the Mexican, you know, uh, proper, it, and therefore they needed the passports. It's true. No, I don't know. Evelyn just saw Thelma and Louise and like really was down for that ending. So you know, they she's just holding hands, going off the cliff. We find out. So she gets down there. And, uh, you know, things are going well. They're prepping the bus to kind of be loaded and kind of escape. We see Principal Weatherby. Eh, Principal Weatherby's fine. He's just missing a few fingers. We see a bunch of people. Principal Weatherby, just in particular, is missing, like, a pinky and, like, his ring finger. I don't know why, why the fingers like they just cut people's fingers off randomly well this we, ha- we had this moment where it, before like uh, Edgar gives her the full ransom he's like I didn't know who the mole was until I started chopping off fingers and that's when I found uh-huh. out it was your mama so like I don't know that's just what, that's just what he's doing gotcha uh, Sophie is there a character I'm missing from this kind of like farm wrap up 
seems like there's I somebody. I don't remember. I feel like I didn't watch any of the episodes about the farm. No, but like somebody, somebody with some abs that we were just discussing. Edgar, Edgar Evernever, the head of the Thank farm. Thank you. He's 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 missing. We're wondering what's up with him. And then all of a sudden, Betty's mom is about to get on the bus, and she just looks off into the horizon. There's like this old stairwell, and oh, there's okay. Edgar Evernever just locks eyes with her, and he's got on this long trench coat, and he's just like staring her down. And it's like some old timey film noir movie. She's all like, "I'll be right back, Betty. I gotta take care of some shit." Okay. Sophie, are you sitting down? Uh, I am sitting down. <laughs> Sophie, I want you to find the nearest recording device and just start recording your face. Okay, I am Th- recording my face. Okay, you're recording your face. Okay, so she gets up to the top of these this set of stairs. Mm-hmm. And I swear to God this happened. This is what I'm about to tell you will not hold any semblance of sanity or uh, constructive writing for any logic. It's it's going to sound like you need to condemn me after I say the next sentence. Okay. Okay. I just got to get through it. I just got to get through it. Okay. It's okay. Edgar Evernever in a full Evil Knievel style suit with his initials embroidered no, his on full the belt first bucket. name embroidered. Oh, it says it full, Edgar. Oh, it says Edgar. His <laughs> full name em- embroidered on this. He's about to get on his escape vehicle. His escape vehicle is a fucking rocket. Homemade. A to ro- space. Homemade rocket. We don't know where the fuck Edgar's going. He is on a full-blown he's about to get on a full-blown rocket and just fucking fly off into the distance in his weird ass evil knievel outfit okay so he's so okay that's happening okay houston we have a problem yes we do we have many problems okay this is some shit that would happen in like a spongebob episode <laughs> Look, even, even the writers of spongebob would be like guys i think this is a little much like i feel I think- like the writers of the writers of riverdale were like well elon musk sent a car into space so certainly we can send edgar ever into space I, you know who was in that fucking car it was edgar ever never like flipping off the republic how many pounds of cocaine did it take to get to this fucking conclusion oh it's okay it's not over yet of so course he's it's not. so all of a sudden betty's mom goes by and she's like stop or i will shoot you edgar and edgar's like oh you're gonna shoot me you don't have the guts you're not gonna shoot me at all bam she shoots him that's the end of the plot she Which, fucking shoots him go anywhere why didn't they just let him get into the rocket? Do we really think he's going to actually get into the rocket, fly somewhere safely, get out, and then continue his evil plan? I mean... On the moon! Just, I would have, like, just have go ahead, Edgar. He's going to start a new farm on the moon. I mean, just okay, like, look. Alice should have been like, okay, I'm going to see how this plays out. <laughs> yeah, if I was Alice, I'd be like... Yeah, sure, get in the fucking rocket. I have no idea what's going to happen. You're just going to blow up. What the hell do you think is going to happen? I would be so curious as to whether it actually takes off. I mean... Like, I, it's oh like, I would God. love it to be, like, getting started to go, and then, like, Archie just punches it or something. Like, Archie just it's shows up. It's not a bear. 
Oh, Archie gets in another fucking rocket to fire himself <laughs> into space to punch that rocket back oh to Earth. God. It becomes like Moonraker, <laughs> and you just have Archie in space fighting Edgar Everett. <laughs> Holy oh. shit. In space, the all bears are invisible. Oh, God. And so, Sophie, what's your life like now that you know what I just told you? Um, broken and hollow. Also, why don't I have a fucking rocket ship? <laughs> Hey, yeah, I gotta start a cult, I guess. I guess you starting a cult and just, you know. I really feel like we haven't wrapped our arms around this yet. This is the second recording talking about this, and I still feel like I haven't fully enveloped the the concept that his plan to escape the farm Mm -hmm, was to not only get in a rocket ship and fire his ass into space, but also put on an evil Knievel outfit before doing so. Well, okay, let's just clarify. The way he wanted to escape the farm is to fake that he has ascended to another plane and he moved the farm to a different location that we don't really know about, but it's kind of like the farm, but it's not the farm. He moved there because he was all like, oh, we ascended. Well, I understand that. So was his plan to actually ascend via rocket ship? Maybe. I don't know. Look, I don't know. He's going to hail bopping up. Like, I don't, I'm not sure. Oh, my God. Do you think he cut his penis off before he got, (laughs) before he did that? <laughs> Did you get you saying ah within the recording between you just screaming now? Because I just want that as my ringtone. Ah, ah. Oh man, what a what a day! What a day to be alive! You know what but, a world we live in, what, where oh, bad guys Sophie, make fun suits uh, and ride rocket ships. Sophie, that's I'm going to pause it. You're going to hear. No, I what think this is fuck? not even the crazy. I think <laughs> look. I think the craziest is yet to come, in my opinion. I 100% disagree. I think this is the craziest. Everyone else got way more crazy about the other part, which I just took in stride and was like, yeah, this is just a thing that happens. Because I don't think you're... Yeah, but I don't think you're thinking this through, Andrew. It's true. I think... But go ahead. It's true. Should we give our river punch rating? Um, yeah. um, I don't know what else we can do here. I mean, uh, there is a rat that just flies out of Jason Blossom's corpse, but, you know, it's whatevs. Um, uh, a la Teddy from South Park. A la Teddy from South Park. Uh, yeah, if I'm giving this a River Punch rating, uh, this is a 20 out of 10. Mm-hmm. I'm ranking it out of 10, and this is a fucking 20. This is was the crazy... Like, I watched this episode <laughs> in complete shock and denial, and I'm still in complete shock and denial. From Glamberger eggs to taking off into space, nothing made fucking sense in this episode. And that's why I'm giving it 5,000 river punches. <laughs> but, Good. yeah, it's in river punches. Okay, okay. Uh, you know. Sophie, what do you think river punch-wise? To be totally honest, I feel like the amount of shock I have felt in the description of this episode has been equal to the other episodes we've talked about for the entirety of this podcast combined. So uh, I'm going to go... I also don't really understand the river punch metric, but I'm going to go with uh, 6.24 billion river punches. Mm. That's really fair. Jason? I mean... I know what's to come, so I feel like um, I'm only going to go 250,000 river punches. 
Okay. okay. On this episode. Okay. You're low, low balling it, low balling it a bit, but all right. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, oh god i guess we'll move on to the next episode episode four i mean we gotta it's so good we got we gotta go on to it uh Feleska, what what is the theme of this episode what what is what is the whole idea behind this so the theme and the episode title are actually the same it's halloween oh. fuck you fuck you too <laughs> <laughs> not you, <laughs> not, not you specifically. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> now I want that to be my ringtone. Every time someone gets a text message, not you too. So this is kind of like an anthology episode where a bunch of situations happening, but they can only really come up with one really crazy, really interesting plot. So they put a lot of people into very specific situations that are fucking boring as all hell, in my opinion. But they all pay homage to different horror movies. But they all pay homage to different horror movies. Sophie, what's your favorite horror movie of all time? Halloween! It's in here! Guess who's dressed as Laurie Strode? How much do they ruin it? If it's not Archie, then I'm hanging up. <laughs> well, and it was nice talking to you because it's Is it Betty. Cheryl? It's Betty. Oh! <laughs> oh. Yep. Sophie, I also yeah. would like you to check the Slack so you can see footage of the rocket ship and, uh, you know... You can experience that life again. Anyways, yep. so yeah, so Betty, the plot for Betty is that Betty is babysitting Jellybean because she was going to watch scary movies and kiss a bunch with Jughead, but Jughead's late coming home. All of a sudden, she starts getting phone calls, and they're mysterious phone calls. Who could be calling the phone? And they go it's full okay. on when a stranger calls and do the whole, like, have you checked on the children thing. Yeah, they do. And then, like, and Betty all is just like, no, I'm not fucking checking on my kids. Like, I don't give a fuck. She's playing Minecraft. Like, I'm not going to deal with this. Like, I'm not checking. I think she doesn't check. She doesn't check once. Jellybean's, like, 14. She doesn't need to be checked. Yeah, exactly. Jellybean can check herself. Okay? Okay, caller? Anyway, so it's okay. All of a sudden, her, like, terrible acting brother who's in the FBI shows up and was like, hey, I brought pizza. And I'm like, oh, good. I hope it's fucking poison so you die. But he doesn't. <laughs> he just shows up and just starts talking. And he's like, oh, it's okay. Someone's giving you spooky phone calls. I just happen to have the equipment to track it in my truck. That's not suspicious at all. I'm just going to bring it in and help you track who's doing these spooky phone calls. Sophie, who is doing these spooky phone calls? Mm, We've talked about them. We have the, talked about them. Is it the 11-year-old who killed <laughs> Archie's dad? Oh, nice. Oh, God, I wish. I, like I wish. I wish. Wait, was it the fucking incest baby? <laughs> <laughs> no, but we will get into them babies. There's some baby stuff happening. I love the idea of these incest babies recording videos as well to send to the family. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah we yeah, didn't that... talk about the cachet beginning. Oh, wow. Yeah, we will talk about that briefly, too. Uh, so they, all, all the people in Riverdale are getting mysterious phone, I mean, mysterious videotapes that uh, made me and Valeska instantly think of cachet. Uh, oh, it's definitely a cachet reference, right? Yeah, oh, it seems like a cachet reference. Uh, Which is do you know, outrageous. Uh, Sophie, do you know about cachet? I sure don't. Oh, it's just a nice little romantic comedy. You should watch it with all your friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Andrew. <laughs> Um, it's really good. It's, uh, Michael Haneke? Is it Michael Haneke? Yeah. Yes, it is. it is. Yeah, it's really good. It's, it's very good. It's very good. Anyway, so, basically, the plot is, like, people getting, uh, videotapes of their houses, and they're trying to figure out why it's happening. So, it's mysterious videotapes, and they're doing that in Riverdale now. 
for some reason. Anyways, uh, no, it's tracked back to the insane asylum um, that a certain person has resided in, and I believe now uh, we are going to get some uh, line-by-line reading, and uh, Valeska is going to start us out here. No, you're going to start us out. Oh, oh, crap, okay. <laughs> bring, 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 bring. Edgar, is that really you? No, bitch. It's your sister. Edgar is worm food, and you're as good as dead to me now, too. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so, you know, like I said, Cachet <laughs> is a very fun, family-friendly, fun movie, just like no, this bitch, is. No, bitch, it's your sister. <laughs> I'm really like unhappy this. with the way I read that line. No, it was wonderful. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good, to be honest. It's pretty good. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we find out that the phone calls are coming from the same hospital that her sister is being treated in, and instead of thinking dun, that it dun, could, dun. and instead of thinking that maybe it could be anyone else in this entire fucking hospital, there are so many people there, and Betty, you pissed off so many people. Where the fuck's Evelyn right now? You punched her out and stole her beret. She could be pissed and giving you frank phone calls. Hell, it could be Penelope Blossom for all we know. Or more likely it's your fucking brother. I don't trust him. I hope he dies. Um, but yeah, so that's the plot line that's happening. Sophie, how do you feel about that? To be totally honest, I think this whole episode's been a roller coaster ride and now we're like we're just I, No. I, I feel like when you after you I don't oh. even know. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm just <laughs> telling you. My brain is turning into scrambled eggs. I am the your brain on drugs commercial right now. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. if this is a roller coaster, this is the like moments before everything drops out again. I'm just letting you know. Yeah, that. this oh, is like no. when I used to play uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon and I deleted part of the tracks. <laughs> yeah, and then you just fall off and everyone fucking dies. That's... Yeah, um, yeah, that feels real. Okay, yeah, that feels real. Sophie, or... how do you feel about the movie The Boy? <laughs> I love the movie The Boy. You're gonna okay, love that. Oh, so excited! Okay. Holy shit, Valeska, you're gonna uh, you are spoiling it for her because we have to get through the two boring plot lines. The three boring. Oh. Ones just skip first. them. They're not important. They're How really is not it like important. The Boy. We don't need to talk. Just about hold bro- okay. no, Just hold actually, that no, sweet boy bombs in your heart. Actually, okay, we do briefly need to talk about this. But okay. we already so, talked about Kevin. I know, but it's fine. <laughs> I get it. It's funny. That's a good one. <laughs> uh, so uh, Jughead is fake buried alive because he does it. He likes H.P. Lovecraft, and Hipster Boy likes Edgar Allan Poe. And obviously, uh. Hipster Boy is fucking right. Fuck you, Jughead. You deserve it. He gets fake buried alive, but he's not actually buried alive. It's a reference to buried. Wow, it's crazy. Wow. It's about as thrilling and, as you can imagine, uh, like Cole Sprouse being stuck in a coffin for like five different scenes. Is yeah. He has and, a lighter. He knocks on wood. It's basically it. Why did they call this Halloween and then reference every other fucking movie aside from Halloween in this they episode? They reference Halloween in it. She dressed as Laurie Strode. It, oh, they have okay. the, the font at the beginning, the same font as Halloween. I guess you can call that a reference. I don't know what else you would call it. (laughs) (laughs) It takes place. I don't know. Uh, Anyways, so yeah, that happens. Oh, spooky scary. Also, uh, you know, there's a cool crazy party happening at Archie's 
fun house, his place where he has all the kids punch a bunch of things. And those gangsters that he beat up before are coming back and they're being like, Archie, we're going to beat the shit out of these kids unless you keep this party running all night. And Archie is dressed as a superhero who is actually a reference to superhero in Archie comics. And you're kind of like, oh, that's kind of cool. But then as soon as that's done, you're like, why would Archie ever fucking dress like this? This is the stupidest costume ever. Da-doy. Anyway, so Archie's like, I'm going to punch these fucking guys and stop them and make sure they don't hit the kids. But then instead he goes, well, maybe not. Maybe I'll just keep all these kids way past their bedtimes and away from their friends and family so that <laughs> they can't get out and escape because I'm basically holding children hostage at this point. But it's cool. I called the police. Police take very long time to arrive. They arrive. They arrest the guys. The guys are like, oh, this isn't over, Archie Andrews. If it wasn't for you in that meddling superhero costume, we would have been <laughs> free anyways they get taken away then veronica is at pops now because she's like mm, i feel like even though this is halloween and i could be holding a dope ass uh party downstairs uh, i guess i'm just gonna keep pops open for a few more hours and feed this little creepy random dude some pancakes and shit so this is like some guy he just shows up and he's like hey i got a wife and kids and i don't want to go home i want to eat and get some coffee before my long drive <laughs> and then veronica's like well i was gonna close but i guess i'll give you some coffee and everything will be good so she gives her some coffee and then as she's drinking he's drinking a coffee and he's eating the food and he's being vaguely creepy all of a sudden the radio broadcast happens and the radio is like there's a serial killer who's on the loose he's gonna fucking kill everyone oh god he thinks he has a family he is wearing some costume that looks like the guy in the fucking place and Veronica's like oh no it's the, the, the guy I gotta escape and she goes ah and she gets out and he's gone that's that plot line <coughs> So what actually happens is that she runs downstairs to La Bonne turns off all the lights, fills up a bowl of alcohol, so then when the guy comes down with the lighter to like see what's going on, she throws the alcohol on him, he catches fire, and she watches him burn to death. What? And then the next morning, she is in bed with Archie, happily canoodling, instead of figuring out how to get rid of the body, or dealing with PTSD or turning herself in, or any of the things that you do after you burn a man to death and watch him die. But Oh my god. Um, just Veronica things, hashtag. I forgot that she burned the man to death. My bad. Uh, she did burn a man to death. He died. He screamed a lot. He did. He did scream a lot. And it was, was a like, Oh, I'm actually innocent and I do have those children! <laughs> just kidding. He was guilty. Uh, anyway, so now we're on to the plot line that everyone cares about, that everyone's getting real up in arms about, because everyone thinks it's so crazy, but to me, it's like, hey, I don't know what your family was like, this is kind of what my family Okay, Sophie, <laughs> before we get into this, I just want you to keep in mind that the last time we did this episode, Andrew forgot to bring it up. Yeah. Whoa, okay, let's do Which this. is nuts. Yeah, look, they just want to eternally shame me forever now, it's fine. <laughs> yes! You're shaming uh, us for caring it. about this one. No, yeah. no shame, no shame. Care is care. Uh, this is a great, this is kind of a fun part. So I've kind of joked uh, how basically Cheryl is living in a gothic romance. So anyways, we briefly didn't talk about how there was a while where she was really trying to hide the body from Tony. Like there was like, they hired this guy, this orderly to help them out. And like the orderly got a little too fishy and looking around. And they're like, orderly, get the fuck out of here. And Tony's like, why are you so weird about this orderly? And then eventually Tony finds a body of like, of Jason and is like, oh, gross. That's a body. Gross. 
She doesn't react. <laughs> like, she does not react like a normal human would be if you found out that your girlfriend or significant other had the body of their dead sibling sitting in a chair in a chapel. She just is so fucking chill. She's With projectile so chill. rats coming out of it, as far With- as I know. <laughs> Sophie, if you discovered that your significant other was keeping a dead <laughs> body of their... <laughs> <laughs> Look, of their dead sibling in that same house you were living in. Jason. How would you feel about that? Jason. I mean, like, I don't want to say deal breaker, but also deal breaker? Je- <laughs> okay, guys, guys. If anyone could sell the corpse in the basement, it's Jeremy. I know him. He's got that Midwestern charm. He would sell the shit out of that corpse. Sophie, you would be head over heels. It would be a new part of the family. I would somehow love him even more. <laughs> I just love my family so much. <laughs> and, and and in that way, you're very much like Tony, who it is not a deal breaker at all. It is just a minor inconvenience. And why are we continuing to have him at the dinner table? So now uh, Jason is free from the chapel and Jason just gets kind of carted around and brought around mm-hmm. and, uh, to family events. And, uh, you know, uh, Cheryl's grandma is there and she's eating food and she's having a good time. She doesn't even <laughs> seem to notice the corpse. Uh. She also has an eye patch, which I don't know how she got an eye patch. But wait, hey, wait. Is, is the corpse on the eye patch side? Or the other side. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I just know. put the fucking corpse on the iPad side every time. So and, and no idea it's there. And it's worth noting um, that uh, they are looking after two children at this point. Uh, there are two <laughs> babies in the home. That's, see, that's what and, I want to ask. Like, why are the babies not staying with, like, FP and Alice? Why are they staying with <laughs> Nana Rose <laughs> and two high school girls? They're okay. babies. They can take care of themselves. Okay, I think you're underselling that. I mean, they can fly. Okay. Then maybe they're flying. Nana Rose, two high school girls, and a corpse. Yes. I just, I just, I just want to make sure. I that think we that's know. a new sitcom on CBS on Tuesday evenings. <laughs> Coming Tuesday night. I would watch that. Ooh, what is the corpse <laughs> up to it today? Riverdale. Um, yeah. So. Uh. So uh, Tony's just trying to like eat breakfast before like getting ready and getting all dressed up to do the Halloween thing, and she's like, "Look, babe, you gotta get rid of the corpse. I'm sorry. <laughs> Look, you just just bury Jason. Can we? You know, can we?" And like Cheryl's like, "I don't want to argue about this anymore. So fine, we'll bury the corpse of my brother again." Okay. That's basically verbatim too. Yeah. <laughs> <And> they, <laughs> so, they, so they bury the corpse, and now the next day is Halloween. Um, they are dressed as Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn. Uh, it is so nice, cute. It is a very cute reference. You know what else is cute? That the fucking doll from the boy is just sitting at the goddamn dinner table. What? <laughs> what? What, what is it doing there? Well, it turns out that they really need to find out why this character from the boy, who I might add, the doll is legitimately a prop from the boy. It is not a lookalike. <laughs> it, it's it's props. It looks nothing like fucking Jason Blossom at all. Not even vaguely resembles him. It's not even close. It's literally just a prop from that movie. I just want to bring up Jason Blossom was like a full-grown adult, essentially. And, she, yeah. and they're using a boy doll. <laughs> they're, using, they're using a boy doll. And they got to figure out the fuck. Why is this doll here? So they get out. A Ouija board, as you do, Sophie. Right, right. If you want to figure Always. out, if you want to figure out why there's some creepy ass boy oh. doll in there, you get the Ouija board. Out. This is so fucking good, guys. I'm so excited. So they're doing the Ouija stuff. They're doing the Ouija stuff, and some some stuff comes up about you know 
brotherhood and stuff like that and uh you know cheryl's all like oh i think it must be my dead brother he wants to come back in the family you buried him so he's gonna haunt your ass and if you don't bring me my brother's corpse back uh so much bad shit's gonna happen so they decide to bring back the corpse and i'm not sure if it's before the corpse or after the corpse but the corpse just has to be back in here just so you can imagine the corpse is just chilling there for the next sequence so Nana Rose hears the words brother, and Nana Rose is just chilling. Like, Nana Rose is kind of, like, in and out of it. Eye patch on, switching eyes, I'm sure. Eye patch. Just, <laughs> she's just having a grand old time. She's probably, like, half in it all the time. They just wheel that actress on set, and she is wasted. And uh, she just comes in, and she's like, You're talking about your brother. The brother that you cannibalized in the womb. <laughs> Um, because Cheryl apparently cannibalized her brother, her her triplet, when he was in the womb. But how? Nom, okay. nom, 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 nom. How do they know? Nom, Wouldn't it have been Cheryl and Jason that cannibalized the no, no, other no, fetus no. together? No, 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 no. Jason's just a corpse. He has nothing to do with this. But you know? wasn't but Jason he was one of the twins? Right? Cheryl. Eat the other triplet in the watch. They were fetuses. In the fetus. I can't wait. The third triplet feel... was named Julian. <laughs> and Penelope they... raised the two twins and the doll together until they reached toddlerhood. Not the doll. This is the, the most doll will never be a out... toddler. <laughs> until the doll reached toddlerhood. Now this the, is the most now outrageous. The doll a misunderstanding of what a woman's anatomy is that maybe ever happened. They, a fucking, a triplet or not, a baby, first of all, babies don't have teeth. I don't know if you guys know this or not. Fetuses don't have teeth. I don't know if you know this or not. So what they're positing that is that in the womb, Cheryl disconnected the umbilical cord from this other fetus and swallowed it whole like an anaconda. Is that is Don't, that what they're saying? Is it is it correct that sometimes like if there are twins, like one egg might absorb the other one? Yes, not, but like, that's not what they're just explicitly saying. Cannibalized the other fetus. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, Nana Rose specifically <laughs> says eight. <laughs> so you have to picture little. And she, like, takes Cheryl, off like, her, she takes off her eye patch and, and like, winks. <laughs> no, she winks with the eye you patch on, so we can't tell. Oh, sure. Sophie, a fetus ate another fetus whole. Like, picture little fetus Delicious. Cheryl holding little fetus <laughs> Julian in her hands like a hamburger while fetus Jason watches from the corner of the womb. <laughs> and Andrew, you forgot this? Uh, yeah, I was just like, yeah, he's cannibals, babies eating babies. Like, it Andrew, perpetual this is outrageous. My very, very dear love. That, this... <laughs> this is the most insane thing. Hence my name, Cannibal Fetus, now being on Twitter. I, I, on Twitter? Oh, yes, yes. So if you've ever wondered Twitter. how Cheryl gets all of her power, it's because she has the power of a teenage girl and a fetus. And a baby. And a fetus. Right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, it you do hear edge. about people, like, injecting, like, young people blood into their bodies, and Cheryl just, like, was way ahead of her times. Yeah, man, she was As taking usual. She was taking a book out of, like, Lil' Dahmer and just, like, going I mean, this, for it. I, I have to say, though, this, <laughs> I mean, 
this goes in the camp of the fucking pro-life people. If fetuses can be eating other fetuses, then I think that, you know, you have to say that they're people. Amoebas can eat other amoebas, right? No, maybe not. I guess they absorb <laughs> no, them. They <laughs> absorb them. They cannot. They do not have digestive <laughs> tracts. Oh, well, uh, clearly I need to go back to biology class and learn a few things. Uh, we'll have a special mini-episode. Oh, I, I really need to hear hear Sophie out on this. Is this crazier than the rocket ship or less crazy? While you're thinking, I just mean, keep it's a... keep that image in your head of Jason watching this happen. Yeah, I mean, really, Valeska, the, the way that you described it was so beautiful. And the idea of one fetus holding another fetus like a hamburger <laughs> is... And, like, I assume that fetus Cheryl, like, had lipstick on point. Of course. And was really fierce. A tiny little it, like, spider pin. Scarier. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think this is crazier within the universe of Riverdale, but it also just makes me wish that somehow Edgar Evernever had, like, tried to get Cheryl to come with him in the rocket ship because he wanted to harness her interior fetus powers. Mm. Yeah, that would have been good. Yeah, writers, call me. Why? <laughs> I feel I like waste over here. If a fetus eats another fetus, mm -hmm. it doesn't grow up to be a normal person. And I guess she's keeping a dead body of her brother. But that is a that's like the beginning of. A monster being born, not a person. Wait, are you positing that fetuses have memory? <laughs> no. So it's better that instinctually she eats another fetus versus remembering it? Her instinct was to take her fetus brother and swallow him whole. <laughs> like a hamburger. <laughs> That's what she. That's what she is at her core. Is a fetus swallowing monster. Does that Guys, shock why you? Why don't we just do a whole no. other episode on this plot line? <laughs> this is, how mean, is not everybody talking about this? Could do it for Electric Terror, a hundred percent. I I could talk about this and just this for the rest of my life until I'm alone and you've never with seen no this. friends, and I've never seen it. <laughs> One thing we do oh have to talk God. about before we. Uh, wrap it up is that Betty was invited to join the junior special agent program for the FBI God. and I did some research and I looked it up and the junior special agent program is a thing but it's for fifth and sixth graders in disadvantaged <laughs> neighborhoods to give them the information skills and discipline they need to stay away from gangs uh -huh. drugs, and crime to turn oh them into bootlickers essentially <laughs> um <laughs> to poison their brains against <laughs> um uh, it's fucking awful. I sort of hope that within the world of Riverdale, that is also what the junior special agent program is. And they're just like, <laughs> throw her a bone, you guys. Like, she... Well, see, just I... let her think she's an agent. I accidentally she was watched on... a few seconds of the um, episode coming up, and apparently she could just ask anyone she wants to join with her, so Kevin's going to be going too. Oh, that's... I don't... Uh, I don't and a bunch of works. other seniors from other high schools. Although I guess if it is for 5th and 6th graders, they probably don't have a very rigorous, uh, you know, like, recruitment process. It's just like, yeah, bring your friends. Well, we're all just going to pass by the fact that Valeska just played off like she accidentally watched more. <laughs> <before>. <laughs> I, 
I've said this previous, but um, I think it's worth repeating that I hope in the future she joins the junior CIA and goes and whacks a fucking, you know, uh, a junior despot in uh, another country. Edgar when Never get, Dictator or something. Yeah, when a do junior get, dictator. When do we get the crossover between Riverdale and Mindhunter where Ben <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Oh my gosh! And uh, Holden um, to interview serial killer. I've been that, or uh, tension Holden come to interview her dad. <laughs> hey, it's me, Holden Ford. Cheryl, when was the first time you ate a baby? <laughs> Will you see? <laughs> <laughs> um, Junior Jerome Brutus just fucking sniffing baby shoes. Oh gross! gross. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Oh, okay, maybe I crossed the line no, there. No, truly, but maybe whatever. Bill Tench would be like, now, Cheryl, you once killed a child. My son also participated in the murder of a child, and you seem like you turned out pretty My okay. child's a junior serial killer. A junior Bill Tench is just like, do you think my son also ate another child I could have had? And was the child better than the one that I got? Because I hate this stupid kid, and I wish that someone else had eaten him instead of him eating my baby. I'm a, ju- I'm a, I'm a junior Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> no, like I said, she's a member of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre family, Shit. and now Tony is Tony Gein. It's like Ed Gein, like, you know, Etsy, wow. Etsy King, Etsy King and Queen. Um, yeah. I really feel like there's an opportunity here to just have, like, a junior serial killer club <laughs> television show. Serial I'd watch killer it. babies, they'll kill <laughs> all of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Coming soon to Disney+. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, I mean, like, I guess that's it, right? Like... I don't, I don't know you where You say that as though we haven't really covered anything, and I feel like, I feel like I took shrooms. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Oh, wait, we still have to give our River Punch uh, rating for this episode. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't know, like three River Punches. What? What? <laughs> this is 490 billion River Punches. I wish you could see the face I'm making at you right now, Andrew. This is bananas. Yeah, okay, maybe three. I'll give it three. I'm going to give it 60 billion river punches. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I have to go up from my last one, which I think was 5.6 billion, so I'm going to go up to a solid 10 billion river punches. Yeah. All right, so, you know, it's it's all over the board. Everyone thinks it's a little crazy. (laughs) Listeners of the show, please make a graph of everyone's number of river punches so we can see. How, how very low Andrew's is Oh, in and give your own river punch rating for this episode if you've seen it. Definitely. Or number of fetuses <laughs> cannibalized. You can do that. You can use that. Uh, as a... You know, maybe, maybe don't make that a hashtag connected with no, the show no, 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 at all. No, 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 no. Let's just stick with the river punches. <laughs> well, let's stick okay. with hashtag river punches. Yeah, let's not go hashtag cannibal fetuses. You don't want to really attract that crowd, believe me. Yeah, um, Jason, if you want to put that on Twitter, that's you, but uh, don't drag uh, the rest uh, of it. <laughs> we disavow that hashtag. We're just saying it right now. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God. Well, oh, you know. Those are the only people listening to the show. I hate to break this to you. <laughs> And the, look, the only person listening to this episode at this point is Danny, and he is getting real mad if I did not put this into mono. So if this is <laughs> if this is in stereo, I apologize. <laughs> he yells at me all the time, just throws things at me. He's so angry. Hi, Anyways, Danny. Uh, 
Hi, Danny. Hello. Anyone else going to say hi to Danny, or do you just all hate him? Hi, Danny. Oh, wow. You all hate him. Wow. No one else said hi other than me and Velasco. Wow. You guys are so rude. Uh, anyways, where can we find <laughs> your rude asses on the internet? Jason? Cannibal Fetus on Twitter. Oh, if only that was a joke. Okay. Uh, you know, Sophie, um, do you want to have anything connected to this podcast ever? Or do you want me to actually just uh, change your name? <laughs> what if you just, like, yeah, dump in, like, to Betty my or something? Yeah, there you oh. go. Well, Dark Betty, what did you think? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Where can this show go from here? <laughs> Look, the show is just going to act like it didn't do anything crazy. Like, 100%, the show is just going to act like it was nothing. The show is going to end. Next season will be, like, Cheryl has been possessed by, like, Josiah, Jeremiah, Joama Wama. I don't know what the heck his name was. Julian. It's Julian. Somebody on Reddit <laughs> said that Julian was the best character. <laughs> which, um, which episode did we just do? We just did uh, cool. Halloween, correct? Yeah, Halloween. So the following episodes are coming up. Yep. Witnesses, witness for the prosecution. Yeah, 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 like you know, as you do. <clears throat> Hereditary. <gasps> Wait, oh my god! What? What? Oh god! Okay, one hundred percent, hundred percent. Cheryl is going to be possessed by Julian <laughs> now. A hundred percent, that's happening. Who? Who? Spoiler alert for Hereditary. Whose head's gonna pop off? <laughs> Some <Kevin>? fetus. <laughs> well, we no, the eleven-year-old that uh, killed Archie. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Archie just shows up and like punches his head off like Jason Voorhees <laughs> style. Uh, um, and uh, chapter sixty four, episode seven, the ice storm. Where I'm guessing there's some, you know, a key party. Is that what happens? In this? I, don't I don't know really, if you guys have ever seen that movie. Uh, I don't really know what the ice storm is. So it's um, a movie that okay. happened. Okay. Well, thanks for letting us know that reverse Lorax. Um, <laughs> Dark. Vo- it's a- Oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. Well, you know, it's it's a movie with uh, Kevin Klein and Christina Ricci where there's some, you know, adult orgy stuff going on. So, you know, but, maybe that happens. But do they Sounds speak wholesome. for the fetuses? No? Do they speak oh, for maybe. The I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Um, uh, so Sophie doesn't want to plug anything. It's fine. We understand. Uh, we're just, the, the enti- As you know, if you've read this, the entire show, show notes is just ways to find Sophie on the internet. So it's all good. <laughs> Um, we'll even title the episode just, at Philly's Femme. Uh, but perfect. <laughs> it's Sophie's actual address. <laughs> People start sending me Brahms dolls in the mail. <laughs> oh, oh, Dark Valesco, where can we find you on these worldwide webs? I mean, I'm never going to talk about Riverdale on my Twitter, but if you want to follow it anyway, I talk about horror movies, and it's at bitchcraftio. And as always, you can find me screaming in some bizarre locale in Lost in the Woods, staring up into my ceiling, wondering, why the hell did they say Glamberger eggs? As always, blame the CW. Goodbye. Goodbye. Only only two people are going to say goodbye. That's right. Goodbye! <laughs> I thought it was implied. <laughs>